Ox and Hare presents Right to Protect. I had a hard time figuring out an intro for today's episode. So the intro is going to be about having trouble with the intro. And we'll just keep that Inception top spinning. The problem comes not from a lack of content, but because we're brushing up against a topic I love, and that's robots. But not just robots. Artificial intelligences, automatons, androids, augmented engineering, the whole servo-assisted kit and caboodle. So, do I start with audio animatronics? M1s versus M100s? Maybe old-school Cylons? by your command. Or Vincent and Old Bob, what about the master control program? You're seeing my predicament. This era, shrouded though it was in the shadow of nuclear destruction, was also very forward-thinking toward technology. This is the age of the microchip and the microprocessor, of Ataris in every home, with Tron on the big screen and Automan on the small. And the music reflected that. They moved past guitars and drums into keyboards, guitars, and vocoders. The sounds were alien, the words robotic, but still carried messages of love and hope and the future. And who better to carry these messages than an artificial singer? Yes. Today, we're going to be talking about and hearing from the first fully automated rock star. This is Nora X. And you're listening to Write Protect. I'd like to introduce you to Phase Fourier. I'm even going to use the term he from here on out because even though it was basically a robot and thus genderless, it was built to look like a man. So, he. Preferred nomenclature. Super important, kiddos. Phase Fourier claimed to be the world's first artificial rock star. His career starts and ends in the year of 1982. The Commodore 64 has just hit the market and is selling like crazy. Epcot Center opens in the fall, and a brand new format for music has been invented, something called the compact disc. Don't quote me, but I think they're going to be big. Faze claims he was built in a garage in Silicon Valley, designed to rock the masses off their asses. That's a quote, by the way. I'm going to give a small aside here before I play the interview excerpt. We need to set the scene a bit by talking about vocoders. I want to be sure you know what that's about. I'm no expert. These are just a few things I've picked up in my research. Broad overview stuff. You can find more specifics online or at your local library. Choose books. They'll never lie about you online. Vocoders are these really cool devices for altering the spoken word. Originally, they were designed for mimicking human speech. It was also discovered that if you talked into them, you could manipulate the results and make some really cool effects. You've heard them all over the place. On TV, that's how they made the Cylons talk in the original Battlestar Galactica back in 79. The Daleks, too, from then until now. Disney also uses one on the voice that starts the Main Street Electrical Parade. In music, remember the weird tunes in A Clockwork Orange? That's a vocoder. Styx used it in Mr. Roboto. So did Phil freaking Collins for In the Air Tonight. 
And don't even get me started on craft work. And your homework? Go listen to Oh Superman by Laurie Anderson. Great new wave and serious vocoder action. You can draw a direct line from that stuff to stuff like autotune. But that's designed to make singers sound good, better than the real thing, one might say. Here, at this time, the musicians used it to sound more abnormal, another tool to make their point musically. And Faze Fourier was a big proponent of it. He claimed it was a program he could run, turning it on and off for his songs. Let me give you a bit of background on the Faze experience. For the latter half of 1981, strange ads started appearing in Popular Science, Rolling Stone, even Locus. These ads heralded the arrival of the future of music, all the innovation with none of the excesses. Music would no longer become obsolete. A program could make you fall in love. On January 5, 1982, the future was unveiled. Phase Fourier was rolled out, plugged in, and began to rock the house. I know what you're wondering. Why January 5th and not New Year's Day? Well, January 5th was the first Tuesday of the new year, and that's when new music dropped. Fun fact. From Lady D's description, Faze looked like a guy in robot makeup in a shiny suit. But even when she got up close, she couldn't see any smears or missed lines. Even after a show, he didn't appear to be sweating. Faze had a band, too, a keyboardist and a guitar player. But he also had four rock operators who traveled with him, making emergency repairs and keeping Faze running correctly. That was a part of his act. Sometimes he rocked so hard he would overheat, and these guys would come out like a pit crew and get him back up and running. Apparently it was pretty cool. And they traveled like that, too. The roadies and crew had one vehicle, and FaZe rode in a special panel van with his rock operators. If it's a gimmick, they played it to the hilt. Now we have artificial artists like Gorillaz or Hatsune Miko, but they want you to know that it's a work. Faze kept the illusion up right to the end. This is Lady D talking to Faze Fourier after a show in Cleveland. Her notes afterward say the rock operators were in the room, but sat silently as the interview went on and refused to take questions. One of the crew said they were all under NDAs to not speak to anyone about what they'd seen. Here's Lady D talking to a rock and roll robot. All right. Uh, so FaZe, thank you for taking time to speak with me. I know you just finished, um, a pretty packed show here in Cleveland, Ohio at the Agora Theater. Yes, yes, hello, human female. How are you functioning? Um, I am, I'm functioning well this evening. How are you functioning? Oh, top marks here. I say you probably don't have a lot of issue with energy, like us humans, you know, I, I get sort of tired at some point during the day, and you seem to always be right on oh well it depends on kind of when you catch me I, I i try to rest and recharge before show and um uh, hold on a second uh, hold on um roxanne roxanne put on the light would you not a red light ah thanks that was much better anyway um it just kind of recharges me you know what i mean who uh who's roxanne oh she's not important she's just uh, she's, she just helps me out sometimes 
she she puts on the red light for you, I suppose. She does. Yeah, I, it does. It kind of recharges me a little bit and, you know, helps prepare me for the show. Well, what about crowds like you had this evening? You are, you're the world's first artificial rock star. Uh, self-claimed? Well, you know, we'll just say that everybody claims that because it is what it is and that's what you're known as. Um, and you, I mean, you played in front of a sold-out crowd tonight. What does that feel like? I mean, as, as much as you can feel, what what does that do to recharge you? Even if they're simple minds, they're just going to, they're going to take something of the show with them. And that really helps me a lot. You know, I feel like sometimes I'm just going to melt with them. Um, well, this is, I guess, maybe more of a, a selfish and personal question because I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you and, you know, you've got this beautiful, shiny, almost human-like looking face. It's uncanny. And you have this, you know, this amazing metallic suit on. Um, when you are, when you're powering down to recharge, is this also what you, I mean, I guess for lack of a better word, what you sleep in? Is this your appearance all the time? Do you change your appearance ever? Well, I mean, I only have one skin. Um, so, uh, yeah, pretty much uh, I have to sleep in it. But, but you know, I always thought of system error. Uh-oh, are you with me, Faze? I had, I had to reboot, I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's all right. Um, but the skin works, you know, in, in two ways. It's, I mean, it's my skin. But it just helps people to see that uh, I'm what I claim to be. And, um, you know, sometimes a uh, picture is worth a thousand words. But my mom, her, you know, her, she always would say that words are very unnecessary. They can only do harm. I mean, that was her policy of truth. And, um, uh, so I, I think visual plus uh auditory whatever in a show is uh uh you know can be really powerful so skin plus music and you know it all comes together and just something so weird um and so different and um well since you are i mean you're just starting all of this you haven't been at this for too long right now you've i mean you've just played a sold out show you haven't even broken a sweat um so since there's no no slowing down in sight, what uh what happens next? Where do you go from here? Well, the key's not to stop, you know, just to stay hungry, um, like a wolf, not to have any tears or fear, just uh, you know, never to be uh, satisfied. Just keep going for the next sound of the new thing, and gears need to be replaced sometimes, and sometimes uh, you know, I gotta upgrade the software, and uh, you know, that's that's not cheap, so. Um, I have to uh, just just keep on going and following my programming. Well, let me let me ask you this, and I'll put it to you in terms that that I think you'll understand. Um, there are people out there that that do say you're only human of flesh and blood. You're made. What do you say to those people that you know that claim that you're something that that you're not? Well, I mean, to them, I would say, are, are we human or are we dancing? Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying that I don't believe you. It's just that, like, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at you and everything about your appearance is flawless. It's everything that you say it is. But didn't you say something about a, a mother? 
Do you, I mean, do you have a mother, or is that just uh, a euphemism? Oh, oh, I mean, uh, in the cosmic sense, I guess you could say it's a euphemism. I mean, uh, I mean, we all have mothers in one, one way or another. Uh, um, mine was certainly uh, very important to me. Uh, really, she was the cure for uh, a lot of things in, in my life. Wherever my life started, sometimes it's hard to remember when my life started. I mean, sometimes it's even like, well, what time is it? Oh, it's now. But I mean, how soon is now? Uh, it's just, um, you know, it all kind of curves back on itself. And, um, so, yeah, I, I have a mother in the sense of, of the word, but uh, maybe not, um, you know, like, like for other people. Um, she could be just a talking head. I don't know, but it, it works for me. I thought I had you. Thought I had you. All right. Well, maybe it's as simple as you are what you say. Now, not typically, but certainly during this interview, I always feel like somebody's watching me. There are people in the room with us that um, it's their job to keep you running, to, to make sure that you're operating well and you're getting any tune-ups you need, but they never, ever speak during your interviews. Is that because they're not allowed? Is that because... I mean, am I, am I just supposed to kind of ignore the fact that they're in the room with us? I'm sorry, I don't know who you're referring to. Glitch. It sounds like, uh, it sounds like maybe you could use a little power down right now. I know I could. So if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and we'll just call it a night. And I look forward to, to seeing where you go over the years for as long as I'm around anyway. Oh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure, 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 pleasure. I gotta say, he's either a damn good actor or something else. As an aside, in another tape from 1983, Lady D mentions that FaZe played his last show on December 28th of 1982. It wasn't billed as his last show, but there was some kind of disruption backstage, and the crew weren't allowed in the dressing rooms. When they finally were let in, everything was gone. Outside, no sign of the van or FaZe's rock operators. A man they'd never met before gave them all severance checks and wished them luck in their next job. And if you've been following the show, of course, he was wearing a bolo tie. No one heard from Phase Fourier again, and the rest drifted into history. So, what was going on there? Stolen technology that got taken back? A performance artist who rubbed someone the wrong way? Or could it have been a leap forward in technology that some wild inventor wanted to use not to build cars or work in space, but instead could make music for the masses and get them to move their asses. Who can say? As no record of any of this exists outside of these tapes and this podcast. Maybe FaZe is out there somewhere, powered down in a crate, just waiting for the future to catch up to him. I'm Nora X, and you've been listening to Write, Protect, Thoughts, theories, concerns, you can email me at rightprotectpodcast at gmail.com. 
post a review up on iTunes if you're so inclined. Ox and Hare's Right Protect is written by Kyle Olson. Performed by Amy Shaw, Karen Wegren, and Ryan Dalton. Produced by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Follow us on Twitter at Oxenhare. Check out our Facebook page or come by our website, oxenhare.com, where we've got mysteries to unravel, the undead to console, and a time traveler. Just not all at once. Find new episodes of Right Protect on Oxenhare's Monday Matinee. Come along. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast